0: This is a Radio.Com original.
1: Japan, France, Australia. So I struck a chord. At the very least, proof is in the pudding, mm-hmm. um, which is disgusting because I don't know who wants to go looking for proof in pudding.
0: Yeah. But this is the kind of pudding, I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I like vanilla from Hunts, like snack pack. Remember that in a little
0: yeah. tapioca
1: in, in that little cat food can. It was so it, awesome. Yeah.
0: Welcome to a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities and others in the car industry. I'm Randy Cardoon. It's part two. Of our talk with Pure Vision, Steve Strope, We head back to Simi Valley, where Hot Rod Bob Beck is with us of the great American auto scene. So let's get back to our conversation with Steve, who hosted hand-built Hot Rods for six episodes on Velocity and Motor Trend. He's going to give us a little update here. Now, Steve, everybody has a car story. Everybody has a list. Give us the top five cars on your list that you someday want to own.
1: I know two of them right off the bat. The... The Grand National, the Buick Grand National, just because that's a, that's a, I'm, a, I'm a product of my times. They still look good. They still yeah. look mean. They yeah. still look cool. Uh, I used to park them new and actually drove them on dealer trades so I know how great the car is. And oddly enough, you ask this question because I'm going to be owning my truck. I buy all of them. I don't lease them. Next year, I pay it off, so I'll be free of a car payment, and I will be getting myself a Acura NSX, a 90 or 91, um, one of the best-built, quote, mid-engine sports cars ever. Uh, suspension was re-engineered or redirected by Anton Senna, who, again, if you don't know who Senna is, I'm sorry. Yeah, read Again, read a book. Um, they had a fully working NSX, and he test drove it in Japan, and he said it felt fragile. And they went and re-engineered the whole chassis and the floor pan mm-hmm. because of his input. Um, mildly underpowered by today's standards, but it's simple. I'm going to get one, lower it two inches, and add a, uh, a supercharger, and you're done. Um, and the great thing is is uh, it's got the service program of a Prelude. Yeah. You change the damn oil. It's got amazingly great visibility inside. It's just a great car. Can't wait to own it. Going to own it. So there's two. Um, is it what I am going to afford in the next couple of years, or price does not matter? Price does
0: not price matter. Price does, does not, does not matter.
1: matter. Somehow I'll weasel either Leno or Corolla out of one of their uh, their mirrors. Uh, Must be an uh, SV. Most beautiful car ever penned. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's sex on wheels for me. Mm. And it's the... Every time I see one, and I'm luckier than most, I actually get to see them uh, because of connections with different people. Stops me in my track every single time. God dang, that's a sexy car. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, since we're just going crazy and we're into the la-la land of cars, the other fantastic, amazing vehicle is the original McLaren F1, uh, which Jay also owns and drives. I hate him, but I love him. Jay, you're awesome, you know I love you, baby. so there's four. And To be honest with you, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> you know, heck, have a McLaren F1 and a, and a, uh, and a uh, Mura SV. I, I'm, I'm all but, uh, well, since we're just the other icon car. And again, I am a product of my, of my age and my environment. And I don't care if there's stick-welded hunks of junk underneath. Uh, the other sex on wheels is the kuntash. So it it just is. I know people who owned them, who have sold them, who have owned other extremely brand new, incredible supercars, new McLarens, new Lamborghinis, new Ferraris, and they say when they see a Countach going down the road, they watch it till it disappears. It still looks wicked, still yeah. looks evil. It's just like the SR seventy one. That thing was functional in sixty eight. They had that car so far ahead of its time, still outlandish, and the best thing is the name. If you look it up, there's a whole thing. It's basically um slang in that area of Italy that is some version of holy Spirit or goddamn or holy Spirit or whatever word you wanna use. That's what it means. It's an expirative of blah you know? What a great name. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mr. Lamborghini walked out and saw it and made that expletive and like well, that pre- that pretty much explains what's going on with the car. The so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Lambo guy uh, for sure. And again, grew up having the posters of that damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know their faults. And there's no well space whatsoever. And you can't see out of them. And they're miserable. And they're hurt. it don't matter. Look at it. It's just like a psycho girl. Look. Who cares? Look at her. You know. Good Lord. Put up with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but, yeah, yeah, and again, if you look at that, it, I definitely am a product of my times. The Grand National. The NSX, also because of Heartstrings, because I actually drove them. I actually know how good of a car they are. Mm-hmm. And then the Mirror and the Countach, for obvious reasons, and the F1 is just the pinnacle of a non-aspirated driver's car car. Um, and, by the way, if your if ear is to the ground, Gordon Murray, who designed that, is has a last swan song coming out through his own car company and he is using technology he used an f1 called the sucker car it's basically the same as what um chaparral did with mm-hmm. a fan that sucks the car to the ground and he's putting it in this new naturally aspirated stick 12 cylinder supercar he's going to build no wings and stuff all active arrow underneath um that is going to be something to watch because he has made it very clear he's not worried about Nuremberg times. It's not about that. It's about interaction with the car. And uh, he is the master at it with the F1. I mean, that car reigned supreme for, what was it, 15 years or more? There wasn't anything made faster than that car when it came out for another 12 or 15 years.
0: So what about his show on Motor Trend? Hand-built hot rods? Will there be another season?
1: Nope. Okay. We, neither of us resigned. Um, That's okay. Though I'm very proud of what we did. Um, For those of you paying attention, and I know a lot of people did because many, many, many people in person and voicemails on my phone here and emails. um, We did not get, I mean, we got plenty of, hey, I love your show. It's really cool. Blah, 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 blah. But the number one thing I pushed for, and I was very pleased, the number one response I got was thank you for none of that fake stupid drama. And I had I had to reinforce that that wasn't allowed. I had to I had to make sure my point was put across many times that I wasn't allowing fake scripts and junk here. And it's so funny that the here I go shooting myself in the foot and putting my foot in my throat. I was very surprised at the amount of not really in touch with the real world that the executives that I spoke with were because they seem to think that that hokey is what people want. And maybe in, in mass they do, but no car guy wants it. I know because I am one and everybody around me doesn't want it. And the thousands of people have come up to me in bathrooms, airports, restaurants, and everywhere else. And the first thing out of their mouth is, man, it's so cool. I can watch your show with my wife, girlfriend, children, fill in the blank, dog, and it's good, it's wholesome. You actually explain how you build these cars, and oh my gosh, everyone gets along. Yeah, that's what happens at a professional facility. Mm -hmm. Nobody throws wrenches and yells. Are you kidding me? Not around the dollar figure that's sitting back there. I'd fire your ass so fast. Mm -hmm. Here's a spoiler, if you're watching a car show and they start doing it, it's called phony, because that really doesn't happen at a real show. And standing around, you don't see them, are cameramen and microphone guys and makeup guys and lighting people and, wait, stop, you need to look more angry. And you didn't throw that wrench right. And if that's the intelligence level you want to be at, good for you. The rest of us really don't give a sh- about any of that. We actually want to watch cars go together. And I have a new plan, which I'm either going to fund myself or we're going to do someone, But... I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna expose the whole thing, but imagine if you will, if a show came on TV and see you guys out there that read the magazines, you know, and see the interviews with the actual real car-building guys, mm-hmm. like Troy Trepigneer and Troy Ladd and Jesse Greening and Scott Brnounsky, and I can go on at Bobby Alloway. Those are the real cats that have been setting the standards and the trends for decades. Roy Brizio. Those are the guys, not the guys on TV currently. In fact, those guys, all of us car builder guys, we've never heard of your before, ever, before you were on TV being an mm-hmm. puppet. Never. Every single one of them, and they will remain nameless, never heard. I've never heard of them before till they were on TV. They're on TV acting like jackass because that's what the producers and the directors wanted. But Bobby Alloway and Jesse Green, all those four mentioned cats, they don't act like that. Why don't know why? Because they're real professionals that do an amazing job that actually set the standards. That nonsense doesn't happen at Troy Trepino's, at Rad Rides. You know what they're busy doing? Building the best cars in the world. That's what they're busy doing. So I have spoken with my fellow car builder friends, the real cats, the aforementioned people, at least some of them I've already pulled aside, and I want to go visit them, and we're gonna meet them, we're gonna hang out with them, we're gonna learn some fabrication secrets from them, and on your screen, you will actually be meeting real car building gurus, real pros, who aren't gonna act like dingbats, but you they are gonna bless you with their knowledge and their talent, and find out what brought them there? Everybody's got a different story. Mine's whack job. You know, who knows Who, know, who knows what Jesse Greening's is? Who knows what Bobby Alloway's is? But I'm going to even mix it up more. We're going to go to artists and learn their talents of drawing. We're going to watch famous interior guys. And I know a couple of them. And their backstories are awesome. They're awesome. Gabe's. Gabe Mm Sr., his background story is crazy. Coming over to the border a million times, that sewing machine he uses is the same one he carried over every weekend to work over here to make money. It's the same sewing machine. Holy crap, I want to tell the world about that. You know what I mean? So if I get to do something, that's what we're going to do because I really would like to go over to the dark corner where the real pro builders are and shed light on those guys because they're the real guys. I mean, again, I won't. Saying names of the people on TV, but they ain't Roy Brizio. Roy Brizio's the dude. You want a 32 built, you go right the frick there and it'll be done right. want to you know why? Cuz he's the real pro. So let's go meet him. Let's get him on screen. Let's talk to him. Let's learn about him cuz he actually is worth learning about. There's not going to be, you know, we're not going to throw wrenches and, you know, we're not going to all get weekend tattoos and hot air ballooning or whatever. It's going to be none of that. So um, that is a, obviously it's a gripe with me. I always thought it was dumb in the first place, so I fought tooth and nail against it. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, to make the short version, it was very relieving when the people who were nice enough to give us compliments via in-person or email or whatever called that out as something that was important to them and that it was in droves. It wasn't one or two. And so I knew I was right, that that was what they were looking for. So I'm proud. We know we did six one-hour episodes. Um, I think they all came out great. I think I made sure, I asked and requested from the beginning to focus on every one of my guys, to focus on Gabe's, to focus on Mick and Mick's Paint for Painter and show what they do because the cars that we build come out that way because of all the talent and everybody's involvement And, yeah, it starts off with my idea, my nugget. And, yeah, I oversee it like the carnival barker, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure this and that happens. And, yes, there is strategy to that and all the rest. But without the talented team, without the super great people, eh, the car would fail. You know, um, I know how hard it is. When I opened the shop first, my first shop down the street, I did everything except paint and sew. I hand-built the entire car. But I had a bed next to my lift that -hmm. that I covered with a piece of plastic to keep the metal shavings off my bed. I joined a 24-hour fitness up the street here, so I had somewhere to shower with my favorite 30 strangers every morning and every night. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a hot tub, though. Got a pool and a hot tub out of that deal. But my bathroom had a piece of chromoly tubing hanging that I hang my clothes on. So it's kind of embarrassing. People are coming to visit you to have you hire you for work, and your clothes are hanging in the bathroom. And, mm-hmm. and uh, for those of you who have never lived in an industrial complex, um, it is it is a very interesting thing because you hear every noise. There's no insulation. It's hot. It's cold. It's miserable. Uh, you don't really sleep great. Uh, there's no romance to it. And uh, I just love the uh, "quote unquote" rat rod guys. Like, yeah, I live in my shop. And it, you know what, dude? So did nine. It's so did I. Let's get our grammar correct. And it sucked. It was stupid. It's miserable. But I did what I had to do.
0: So what you're saying now is your uh, regular life has mellowed a little bit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, when, when, did, when, when did you open up your first shop?
1: G- around 2002. Yeah, right uh, around so, that.
0: Yeah, so you're an overnight success in, in a few decades. Right.
1: Exactly. I'm the most famous car builder you've never heard of. <laughs> it was funny, like before I had the car show, we have, I have like 40 or 50 cars in magazines, two, three magazines. I only have one or two builds that only got in one magazine. It sounds like a big fat brag fest, but I'm very proud mm-hmm. that almost every car, including the ones I built at home or in my parking garage, had like three features per car. And overseas, Japan, France, Australia. So I struck a chord, at the very least. Proof is in the pudding, um, which is disgusting because I don't know who wants to go looking for proof in pudding. But this is the kind
0: of pudding I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like vanilla from Hunt's, like snack pack. Remember that in the little
0: tapioca
1: in, in that little cat food can. It was so awesome. Uh, and 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 devil dogs from Drake's. Uh-huh. There, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm an East Coastie, so... Yeah, well, well, we
0: don't
1: have Nathan's out here, though. No, no, it's true.
0: It's okay, I'll let it work. Did you like White Castle?
1: Hmm, no. Okay. Wasn't a White Castle guy. So I uh, did what I have to do and done a bunch of interviews like these, and some guys are like, well, what's the, you know, what's the credit to the success? What's the, what's the secret key? And I'm like, I'm too stupid to know I couldn't do it, so I just did it.
0: There you go. <laughs> Well, I, I really? still, No, I just why not? I, that's what I do. I'm gonna build a car, you know. And I so I did. Well, that's the key, though. You yeah. did it, as opposed to guys trying it and, and not I, being able I, to I pull did it off. It, it. Yeah, <laughs> did it, but you, you did it on your own before you had the staff.
1: Oh, you, yeah, I did you, everything. You were, oh yeah, yeah. You were the parts. and then I went in the back till three in the morning and built the car. Yeah. I did every every part of it. Because I, I, I don't know, I was bored. Yeah, you, you did it. You
0: earned your, you earned your stripes. I earned the stripes. You yeah. definitely did. I and I, I used to love your commercials. Oh dear. <laughs> no, because it, 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 without question, you told people what you accomplished. You didn't have to uh, make it drama. You just said factually. Yeah. I built these cars they've been recognized at SEMA and who does
1: that We yeah. do. that that scene which everybody comments on that we go back to back to back who does that and I go oh we do and I held my hand yeah. up that was a total BS track when they were just like talk babble and yeah. this was back when we, were, we weren't even we were filming but there was no show going on we were just getting some B-roll we were just getting some stuff before yeah. the show was rolling and I just I said I said that whole line and I, I watched my, my director lift his head up and go that's good <laughs> and they wound up using that, but that they didn't say, okay, we need you to create this spot for the beginning of the show, and we need it to be outlandish. And did it, and then Mark and Marketing and Paul over in Brandy want to talk about it with a focus group. And <laughs> you sorry, I hate that stuff, yeah. I really do. If it doesn't show, sorry, I'm sorry about the, outrand- the outlandish language, <laughs> I apologize, kind of, but it you know, it's just oh my gosh, that whole. You know, Bob in marketing was talking to a focus group. Holy crap. Can't you do it for real on your own? Do you really need a focus group yeah. to build a car show? I doubt it. Go ask the car guys. Mm-hmm. Go to a car show. Ask them. There's your focus group. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's a very focused group.
0: Yeah. It's an intelligent focus group. They yeah. know what they're looking at.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, heck, a lot of them do. Most. Most. So, you know, uh, anyway, yeah, that was a lot of fun, but that wasn't on purpose. That was just a rip, me just That's having fun that afternoon. That showed who you were. Yeah, I, I am, a, for good or for bad, I, I definitely wear it on my sleeve or up my arm or whatever. They, the comment is, I'm I'm not a very shy person. <laughs>
0: you're, you're the kind of person I remember from New York. Yeah,
1: I am you're definitely a New York. When when I when I first moved out here too, people were it was weird. I'm like, what's your problem? You know, because a lot of people were way too, you know, gentle, touchy. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh gosh, just say it. You know, spit it out. You don't have to be rude like me, but you know, there was a guy at work back home. I tell people, you know, are just meeting me. You know, back when I moved out here, I go there was a guy at work that me and him really didn't get along. You know, and uh, we just didn't get along, and it got to the point where it was going to be a problem.
0: As he says, with two fists you know, banging together.
1: Not, <laughs> not, no, you know, well, it wasn't going to. Well, be. You, that's that's what you did. Was it going to be? Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> was it going to be a
0: problem? But
1: it was if 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 we weren't going to work it out, I was going to be making a problem for him what he was trying to do it at work and vice versa so I just I just went up to him and said look you know what I can't flip and stand you and I got this vibe you really can't stand me but I'll tell you what I'm not going to screw up what you're doing you don't screw up what I'm doing stay out of my way i stay out of your way we're cool you know what I'm saying I'll give you respect that you deserve with your position here at work at least okay let's not make it let's not make it difficult and within about two months later, we were the two going to lunch every day, <laughs> hanging out because yeah. it got called out. Yeah, it, there was no, you know, I wasn't texting Mike and Dina about it. And, uh, he makes me mad. Oh gosh, I just went over and told him, <clears throat> "Hey, you know." And lo and behold, worked itself go. out. Worked yeah, itself automotive
0: Doctor Laura.
1: Damn, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> you know what? It's just you know, it's actually there's an old uh, stand up from Dennis Leary. And he goes, from Dr. Dennis Leary, and it, it's more swearing, but it's, he goes, his new psychology was, I'll, I'll change the word to shut the heck up instead of mm-hmm. F word. Yeah. He goes, you know, shut the, someone would whine about something. He goes, shut the heck up. Just shut up about it. Way, too bad. Or as he, to quote Dennis Leary, life sucks, get a helmet.
0: Sure.
1: You know, <laughs> <laughs> move on with it. So, um, you know. it's all good I just I just try to run a decent circus um I am very fortunate uh any of you guys out there that own a shop or have worked at a shop especially in the street rod world not just you know working at at a repair well even at a general repair facility the turnover is pretty high and Pete and Kelly have been here for 15 years more Pete came here as a kid and now has a wife family in a house kelly i met doing prototype work for mattel and we hit it off because we're we're both a-holes and we <laughs> we, we have that we love the same music and the same kind of hot rods and stuff and i asked him to come work here just after i picked up pete and um you know we are and, and troy the the troy boy the genius boy too he's a comes in with a different everyone's got an individual talent just and they're all very different from each other, and they're all very different people. And we are we are a family. We are a functional, dysfunctional. Love each other, fight each other. You know, I've got four personalities here that couldn't be more different. But three in the morning, after two and a half weeks or three weeks of trying to get a pile of junk together to take up the SEMA, and we're here, and Kelly's got. You know van halen cranking and we've got some horrible cat food tacos from jack in the box and uh <laughs> everyone's you know half out of their brains tired and we are a small shop man we got three guys in me this isn't a giant monstrosity shop we'll go up to SEMA and win car the show or do whatever we do and i mean this is, a, this is a magic shop with unbelievable people who stick in there and get it done and do it at the level it needs to be done. And uh, all four clashing personalities, all the friction makes the coal, just makes it a diamond. And, and it's, it's a really cool environment to be here. I work with my friends and uh, it is indeed a family. You know, we can yell at each other and call each other's names, want to kill each other, but heaven help somebody who comes in to, you know, bug anybody under this roof. The other three will be taking care of business. You know, it's just, it's cool. It's a cool thing, and that isn't a. That's the thing about the, about this whole car vibe. There was a there was a cat who used to write for Street Rider named Bill Brennan and he had, a, he had a, uh, a column called In Bill's Eye, and he used to get bags of mail because he was very controversial. He would bring up subjects about you know how they judge at car shows or power parking or whatever that would be uh, hot buttons. And he's on a video, a good guy's video that I had when I was still living in New York long before I came out here. He had, a, he had an interview that struck really hard with me and he, somebody was just asking, well, what do you think about the show here? And he goes, you know what? When those heavy hitters, I call those big money guys, heavy hitters roll in here. He goes, this show's the great equalizer. He goes, you know, you can watch a retired surgeon hang out with an 18-year-old kid who washes dishes. And they'll both be geeking over that intake manifold. And they'll both be talking where in high school one year difference or the clique you hung out with you know governed who you even talked to or had something to talk about and how amazing is this hobby that one guy could be a retired millionaire who's highly educated and the other one's a kid who hasn't even set on his path yet and they both can be enjoying the same subject matter and and all the walls are down and it doesn't matter and uh that that is the cool thing about this whole de- this whole deal it's a it's an amazing equalizer and that all of us whether you like ferraris or porsches or 32 fords or 66 gtos or whatever it is um cool is cool and if you can dig it you can dig it and it doesn't matter your race doesn't matter your age doesn't matter your income um you're just you're just enjoying it, and that's what I got the most out of this whole thing, and why i why I still bother doing this nonsense is uh, I, I I can't leave. I did a I did a video with Petrolicious, and I loved how they opened with it, and I I remember what I said. You know, I go I love it when guys go. I remember when I had my car phase. Uh, this this isn't a phase. This doesn't leave. You know, I got VP running through here. It's just the way it is. You don't get out of it. You don't, um, it's not something you grew out of. Or if you're really into this, you're into it. And even if you had a financial falling and you can't afford it anymore, you still go to a car show, or you, you pick up a magazine, Or you, you can't leave it. It's worse than heroin.
0: Yeah.
1: It is. Yeah. But it's better for you than heroin, well, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Get your kid involved in cars and he won't go to drugs. That's all good. He you know, spend all his money on the car. And it worked. I did the same thing.
1: Oh, you know, it's, it's a cool thing. It's, and car guys are great guys.
0: All right, you're coming up on SEMA. Are you debuting something this year?
1: Yeah, we're actually, you know, what, we're, we're, we're coasting in. We're bringing a car that's already done, but the car world hasn't seen it yet. It's the Dodge Challenger we built for the Charles Schwab. investment firm that was an interesting uh, opportunity we got called by them and built them a car we're going to do five years so we're on the second car now and um hats off to the marketing company it's a a subcontracted party called episode four out of new york city and they dreamed up this idea that golf awards are boring yeah unquote in their write-up to Charles Schwab and said let's build a super cool muscle car to give away and if you think about that this is at the PGA Tour this Mm -hmm. is at the Colonial which has been around I think 73 to 75 years Mm -hmm. the last thing they need are these hot rodders but they called me up and um, I came up with an idea and did a bunch of stuff for them and they loved it and Then we built the car and took it down there, and uh, this is not my number, I want to make it really clear, this is not my claim, but according to the episode four people through the Schwab marketing people, when the car was debuted and Kevin Na won it and then gave it to his caddy, it had generated over, and again, this is not my number, I was told this number, over 20 billion page views.
0: Wow.
1: So if there's any truth to that, everyone can kiss my... Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody gets that number no, in our no, industry. No.
0: Well, so, no, I've, I've had uh, the caddy on the show, and so we talked a little... Kevin, about-
1: uh, um, um, uh, Kenny. Yeah,
0: Kenny. Yeah. yeah, we've yeah he Kenny wanted
1: running. the car when he saw the drawings. Oh, yeah. And he uh, came up to me. Yeah, great. So he probably said it, but I, I put the car on the, on the little, on the ramp there, on the, on the podium. On like Tuesday, a couple of days before the mm-hmm. tournament even started, he came up and he goes, Oh, dude, I've been waiting to see this car. We're going to win this thing. I'm like, yeah, buddy, whatever. You know, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, you can pat him on the back. You keep thinking that. And sure enough, and the coolest thing, too, right in front of the world, live TV, when Kevin Na uh, hits it in, he does like a fist pump, points over to the car, looks at Kenny and says, that's yours. That's the first words out of his mouth when he wins this tournament, is the car. I think we did our job, gentlemen. (laughs) I think we did our job. Uh And I had a nice private, like a 30-minute walk around on the Wednesday before the tournament with Charles Schwab himself. Great guy, super cool, and extremely, a lot of compliments. Uh, Was very happy with what we had done to represent his company. And uh, so we're doing a Trans Am right now, out back, uh, doing a Trans Am forum to take there in May. And um, so the Challenger, the aforementioned Challenger, will be in Dynamat's booth up at SEMA. I'm bringing posters that I did with uh, my good buds at ARP. Um, and uh, so we'll be handing them, signing them out. And same thing at Grand National in uh, January. So I got a beautiful car at the ready. That's nice for a change. Um <laughs> <sighs> Um, so yeah can't wait to be up there Uh, I love SEMA it's funny I don't know how much um, how many interviews you've done with people who have been at SEMA many many times but there's tons of them like I can't stand to go there again oh my gosh I gotta stand there for a week and the um, you know what I am still an eager little bunny I can't wait to get up there and walk around and see everybody now I am a free agent I get to walk around and go look at stuff so yeah. okay, you know I'm not stuck in a booth yeah. uh oh well too bad for you I get to so um <laughs> I get to go have fun and that's where I see all my friends
0: yeah, yeah
1: you know all the guys that either own the company like Scotty Scotty at Dynamite greatest guy in the world mm-hmm. Bob Florian at ARP, greatest guy in the extra greatest guy in the world um and I saw one of my best friends, too. Uh, Bob's fantastic. Met him through all of this. Mm-hmm. Kelly met him through all of this. Mm-hmm. The two dudes that I would leave my soul in care of, I've met through this. You know, so um, can't wait to go up looking forward to a week of fun and seeing my friends. You know, am I going to see a lot of cool cars? Sure. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff there. And all the, all the usual suspects are going to bring something awesome you know, Mike and Jim Ring are going to bring some killer Camaro I heard about, you know, everyone's going to bring something to the table. It's going to be really cool and fun. And I love seeing what everybody does because I I do do my own thing for good or for bad, you know, so I see other people's ideas and, you know, but after that, you know, it's just hanging out with your friends and grabbing some food later on or getting a beer or doing whatever and, um, you know, catching up and seeing each other. And that's, that's what Sema is for me. The rest is just a reason to get together. Um, you know, it's fun. It's fun to show up as the peacock and have the big feathers out. You know, <laughs> have a really cool car and everyone's digging, signing posters and all that stuff. That is cool and it is neat. I'd be lying if I didn't say it was. It was fantastic. But after that, all you got's your friends, and um, that's what I dig. Backstage, I used to travel and play and band and I'm back in another band now and it's so fun to perform bigger the stage the better I've been on arena stages um, but what's really cool is hanging out in the studios and being with your friends or with the roadies and just remembering debauchery and (laughs) did I say that and uh, that kind of stuff so
0: you know It's cool. It's both cool. Steve Strope of Pure Vision and Hand-Built Hot Rods. Hey, thanks for listening, and please share our show on social media. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. Leave a comment, and if you're on iTunes, rate us and review us. And what else? Oh, yeah, share. Did I mention subscribe? I think I did. Anyway, thank you in advance for helping our podcast grow. Our website is TalkingAboutCars.net. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, did I mention to subscribe? Yeah, I think I did it several times. Share, retweet, or both. Don't forget, Hot Rod Bob, he has his daily gas report, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday, and all days beyond. Also, you can catch his show, I occasionally guest host on that show, uh, his gas podcast. That comes up actually in video form, and you can see it on Facebook and gotgas.com. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me as we have some fun talking about cars.